0: Hey, firecrackers it's Naomi and welcome to the firecracker department here we are in November and I have to say I always try to think about what's going on in my life and what I can include in the intro so that we can get to know each other a little bit and I don't know I don't know I I mean, I know what's going on, you know, I've, I've been dealing with a bunch of stuff. Family stresses and then my dog was attacked by another dog, oh boy. My dog is like 17 years old, right? Little Rufus, little cockapoo, walking along, minding his own business and out of nowhere through the shrubs comes this big dog. I'm sure he wanted to play, but I think he wanted to play with something that wasn't able to be punctured because he punctured Rufus. It's happened to Rufus like three times he's been attacked and then rushed to the vet. So he's okay. He had to go on some medication and antibiotics and stuff. It's just crappy. It's crappy. And, you know, anybody who has a pet understands, you know, when they're suffering, it's just the worst because there's nothing you can do. You just want to like, I don't know, you hold them and you and sometimes they don't want to be held and they're whining and you're like, ah, can I give you treats? And maybe they don't want treats. and, And I don't know. I don't know what Rufus's favorite show is, so I can't even put that on so he can be Calm down by it anyway so that's been going on I'm trying to be present in whatever today is trying to stay creative trying to stay in touch with my community my friends with you I've started making Christmas presents yeah that's what I've done I can't tell you what they are I can't tell you anything about it because who knows who's listening to this but that helps me tons it gets me off the computer it gets me away from social media and it keeps me creative so what are you doing these days drop me a line at firecrackerdepartment@gmail.com at gmail.com and let me know what you're creating these days speaking of creating and what people are working on i have some great great news now this is something i've been waiting to share for a while now but this sunday november 21st 2021 depending on when you're listening to this is our first official wellness department event it's going to be called igniting your self-love mind body and soul Now, the wellness department is creating a space for all of you firecrackers to join the conversation on how to embrace who you are through meditation, breathwork, and a wheel of life exercise to open up your self-love. And who doesn't love some self-love, right? I mean, it's in the word, self-love. Nobody's ever said, you know what? I love myself a little bit too much. Has anybody ever said that? And this is all happening on Zoom, so firecrackers all over the world, you, like wherever you are, yeah, you, you can join us. Sunday from 11 a.m pacific time or 2 p.m eastern time and if you're on a budget don't worry we got you okay this event and like all our firecracker events are on sliding scales from 10 to 20 us and the proceeds will go to future firecracker department events but we will always, always, always make room for folks that maybe money is tight. Cause that should not be the reason that you don't join us. We'd love to have you there. The ticket link will be in our show notes and a huge firecracker shout out goes to not only the wellness team, which is Amelia Copeland in the UK, Robin Deverett in Toronto, Anita McFarland in BC, Veronica Martin in Ontario, Jamie Rhodes in Pennsylvania, and wellness department head, Emily Churchill in Los Angeles. They have worked so hard to put this together. Specifically, I just have to recognize Emily. Em has worked so hard to put this team together, and she has done it not only with beautiful leadership, like leadership that I have always seen in Em's, but then also with joy and silliness, and you can see the fun reverberating in that group, and it's just fantastic. You know, with the firecrack department, it's one of the things I'm most proud of, that we do have things next to writing department, next to mentorship department. We have things like the wellness department, the social justice department. I think all of those things have such value under one community so that one is serving the other and supporting each other along the way. If you haven't heard it yet, When you're finished listening to this podcast, go on over and listen to Emily Churchill's podcast and get the full Emily Churchill extravaganza magic. It's beautiful. You're going to fall in love. Every time there's a meaning that Emily's there for, uh, all of us agree that we want Emily's voice and we're not sure what she would say yet, but uh, her voice for sure as our ringtone, probably saying something like, you got this girl. You'll hear the podcast, you'll get it and you will fall in love. Also the first Sunday of every month, the wellness department hosts an Instagram live meditation at 12 noon Pacific time or 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's for everybody and it rotates in the different team members. So one day you'll have Emily, then you'll have Anita, then you'll have Robin and Amelia, and then Jamie and then Veronica. So it's such a great way to get to know that team. Go on over to Firecracker D E P T on our Instagram so that you're ready to jump in the first Sunday of every month. Wow, there's a lot going on just in the wellness department and we would love to have you join in on any and all those things. We have a big table at the firecracker department with lots of leaves in it, so pull up a chair and join us. And big congratulations to the wellness team for coming together and putting this event together. I'm really excited to see what you do in 2022 because you are gonna take off. I can just feel it. All right, now our guest this week is Los Angeles based actor, writer, improviser, Jamie Moyer. And I have wanted to talk to Jamie Moyer for maybe, the moment after I met her, maybe even before. Maybe I developed this podcast just to talk to Jamie Moyer. She is electric. If you ever see Jamie on stage, you are better off for it. She is so captivating, so effortlessly funny. I've never seen a show where she didn't make me weep with laughter. And you are in for such a treat with hearing this full conversation. I guarantee that you're going to have a smile on your face when you're listening to this because I can't help it. I mean, I I think she's fantastic. And so any chance I get to hang out with her in any capacity, I will jump at. I mean, this is what's so great about Firecrack Department for me is that I know Jamie a little bit. And then I get this like one-on-one, hour-long discussion where we dive deep Like, we're not talking about movies and sports and weather. We're talking about what's in your heart. And Jamie just jumps in with both feet, and I adore her for that. Jamie voiced April and Colleen on Fox TV's Bob's Burgers. Oh my gosh, I love Bob's Burgers. This is something Matt and I walk around all the time. When we're lacking in enthusiasm, we'll be like, all right, which is a Bob's Burgers quote. If you have seen it, you'll get it. Jamie guest starred as the female snowflake on Fox's new animation series The Great North and Jamie has had a recurring role on just a ton of sitcoms including Peacock's AP bio, Netflix's The Big Show Show, ABC's Modern Family and Disney's hit show KC Undercover. She also appeared on NBC's Parks and Recreation, CBS's Two Broke Girls, Hulu's Future Man and she can be seen in just so much more. Oh my gosh, she is the original quirky, funny neighbor, I guarantee you. Jamie wrote for three seasons on Nickelodeon's Lego City Adventures and how fun was that show? So fun. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Jamie's brain was attached somehow to that show. And on that show, she helped create many memorable original characters. Jamie has a lifetime love affair with live theatre, and on behalf of all the audiences, thank goodness. She is also an alum of the Second City Detroit, where she wrote and starred in original reviews. Jamie occasionally appears as Guillermo's wife on Jimmy Kimmel Live, which is fantastic. And she was awarded the sole prize of Maestro at the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas in 2011. And if you've ever seen a Maestro show, that's big. It's a really intense improv game and it's really fun but the fact that she won the maestro i mean hats off all right hats off shoes off feet up let's get into this my chat with jamie moyer oh jamie moyer hey man hello my friend i mean who's kidding you? this isn't even plugged in i just want to hang <laughs> out with you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a podcast. What you <laughs> well, you're really this it's, you really played the long game on this one. <laughs> fuck yeah.
0: That's how important it was. But I'm like, I want to catch up with Jamie. Now what am I gonna do? We're gonna need a logo. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> T shirts and then I'll ask her. Jamie Moyer, how the heckapalooza are you, my friend?
1: You know, every day is a gift. <laughs> Every night we're a reading. nightmare. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I'm seeing you reading your T-shirt right now.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Oh. I'm great. How are okay. you? Yeah, we're, we're doing, the, we're thing. doing like, the thing. You know,
0: okay. I have to honestly—not a—not a word of a lie—we've had this podcast for four, four years now, maybe a little bit longer. And when I met you, I was like, oh, I need her on this podcast. So it's taken me a while to get you here, but I have to tell you that I've so looked forward to this kind of discussion. Because, you know, this is one of my favorite things about Firecracker Department is that life is busy. You and I see each other, like, passing. Oh, that was a fun show. Or maybe, like, the longest we'll hang out is the
1: most fun at the times we have gathered. We have had a blast. And I loved doing that uh, game show with Firecracker. That was so fun. That was like a pandemic highlight. Oh, yeah. You know, I lost. I was robbed of my winnings I I'm very competitive so I was excited okay. to do trivia but I got you know I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't win
0: it's okay you know when we'd hang out at the second city shows fuck you're just so effing funny I've I've I'd seen your work for so long and I'm like who is she what is what is in that magical pixie dust brain of hers not to say <laughs> your brain's dusty but but the uh, what's going on so I get it like but I also see that you're juggling like I also see that you are a passionate hustler am I right
1: oh 100% and and I also am a nervous canceler so (laughs) (laughs) passionate hustler nervous canceler so uh so so I I I, I'm so glad we were able to carve out this time and of course uh as we geared up to this I'm having some work done at the house it's really funny because so they're tearing up the front porch and my bedroom is like above the front porch and I've been incorporating the jackhammer into my dreams because there's nothing better to me than a morning sleep like my best hours of sleep are like five to nine (laughs) and so and so I and so they show up at seven and so I'll, I'll, I'll jolt up and then I'll, I'll go back to sleep. So I've been incorporating jackhammers into my dreams. And one of the dreams was that I had a daughter. She was like a teenager. She was probably like 12 or 13. And I said to her, what was your favorite part of the summer? And she goes, well, easily it was the, and then she did the jackhammer motion of the object work <coughs> jackhammer. And then in the dream, we both laughed and laughed and laughed. Even in your dreams, you have a good time. In my dreams, I have a blast. Sometimes in my dreams, I'll do like a make-a-song. Like I'll no be at like a, I'll be at like an improv show and do like a make-a-song, and the crowd mm-hmm. will be like, ala uh, Eight Mile, the rap battle in Eight Mile." Everyone will be like, "Go, go!" <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do a rhyme. I have really, really super lucid dreams. I dream all the time. Okay. But- these are two stories about my dreams, and I never tell them because it's very taboo. That's taboo to talk about oh, your to talk dreams.
0: about. I'm game for those those stories that you just told because, A, they were funny, and B,
1: they <laughs> didn't go on too long. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, if someone's like, so I was walking down this corridor, and there were pictures yeah. of corn on the cob on either side, and I you're know. like, oh, that's interesting, but then they're like, and then it's like 10 minutes later, they're like, Enough. well, the witch said pick a yeah. cauldron, and we're like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah pick a lane that doesn't include you telling me your dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then, so now is that, did you train yourself to be, okay, I'm going back a little bit, but this, this hustling world that you have developed, is that something that you've always had in you? Yes. Yes, it is.
1: It is. And so um, when I went, I went early to get a certificate so I could get a job before I was 16 so that I could work I wanted to, no I wanted a job and I wanted to work and I always had little jobs even before I was 16 because my mom had a theater when I was growing up and I would work in the box office I would answer the phones I would stuff the programs I would do little things like that and when I was 15 I got this special certificate and I started working at a movie theater and when i was 17 i worked at a movie theater and a video store while i was still in yeah. high school i always liked to be busy yeah and when yeah. i left detroit i had four going away parties four cakes because i was leaving four jobs <laughs> so i i've always yeah. hustled for money i like money and we didn't have a lot of it so like you know we weren't we were okay but we weren't in this like plush lifestyle so I always wanted money. I just wanted to work. And like, I also like to work and I like to be in the middle of things. I like to be in the hustle and the bustle. And then when I moved out here, I started teaching at Second City, Hollywood. Thank goodness. I was lucky enough to have that soft landing Mm because I was an alum in Detroit. And... I, I rolled in here November 09. And I had a meeting at Second City, January 10. And I picked up my first class like in that month. Amazing. Yeah. Then the, then the hustle <laughs> had to reset out here. So the hardest thing about LA for me is in Detroit, if I ever needed a little extra work, I knew who to call. So I was bartending. Mm-hmm. I was a box office manager. I was uh, for a little while, I was artistic director of a different theater. I was working their box office sometimes. I would clean my friend. My friend Eric Marr had a theater called The Matrix, and I would clean it once a week for $40 wow. cash, 160 a month. Just go clean the yep. theater, moppy, moppy, you know, do whatever. And so out here, yep. I don't have anyone I can call for yeah. First of all, everyone out here is hustling. So, and you can't call your friend who writes on a show and go like, I have a couple of weeks free. Can I come do some writer's room assistant? They're like, yeah, yeah. everyone <laughs> wants to do that. So sorry. Get in line, sister. Yeah, but I don't know anyone who has, I, I, I don't, there's no bars out here either where I can be like, can I pick up a couple of shifts? Impossible. Right. It's very hard right. to get a hustle job out here.
0: I feel like LA takes hustle to a new level.
1: Yes, it does. And you yeah. have to be careful. You can't look too... You can't look too needy. You can't look too you can't look too uh, desperate. Then if Mm -hmm. you get that job again, as I mentioned earlier, a reluctant counselor, it's if you get a job job and then you get an audition or a job, 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 job. If you get a job, 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 job. So if you get a job, job, that's like I work here and I answer phones. But then if you get a job, 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 which is I have a week on a TV show, the job, 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 job. Takes over for the job job. And then you're fired from the job job. And I've never yep. been fired, knock on wood. It's something I never want to ever have that. I never want to get fired. So it's
0: like, I mean, it's clear. It's clear to me. I see it very clearly. But OK, so here's the thing, because I am so on the same page. Like uh, I don't do it as much anymore. But when I was first starting out, like if you said, Hey, uh, can you teach an improv class? I only have 20 bucks. It's six hours. I'd be like, You got it. <laughs> like anything, just because I don't know. I, I mean, like we didn't have a lot of money growing up either but it was also that I knew I needed money to progress like as an as an artist did you have that in your mind
1: oh yeah absolutely of course we do we have to because it's
0: not like you took a job that was like secure you're like I like money I like power and yet I'm going to become an actor
1: that's super insecure I know I I wonder about it sometimes especially with the pandemic so things were really clipping along at a decent place pace. It was like a clap, a clip clap. The horse was moving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't racing. <laughs> it wasn't a race horse. It was more like a kid's birthday horse. But it was moving. And then the pandemic happened and my career horse had to lay down and take a rest. So so then yeah. I started thinking, what is the backup plan? Yeah. Yeah. What and is wh- <laughs> the dang backup plan? <laughs> yeah. And
0: what did you get what where did you realize at that moment?
1: Well, when I would think that, I would just take a nap and then wake up and get back to it. I don't have one. I don't did know you, what it is.
0: But before the pandemic, did you did you think I have to have some sort of like job, job, job?
1: I don't know. It's so hard to say. Like, probably I did think that, but then things would happen and I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay, I'm okay. I don't know. Never. I'm not out here. It's been a very interesting juxtaposition I don't know if you feel this from your move to LA but in Detroit I worked mostly all job job, jobs jobs no no mostly job jobs and of course I was at Second City but when I moved out here I have not applied for a job job I don't know what the job job is and so I got some job 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 jobs and so then uh, luckily between residuals and constant Mm -hmm. coaching and teaching and uh, yeah,
0: festivals. Yeah, do a lot of
1: festivals things like that, though, that that was able to float the boat in 2018 I got my first writing job and I yeah. worked on a animation for two years and then I, that money what kind of went into the savings which helped me through the yeah. pandemic. So it's been a series of great and sporadic jobs that have eked me along. Yeah. Even last night, as I was driving to LAX to pick up a friend, I was, you know, that affords you plenty of time to. Oh my are
0: First of all, you're a—that's a really good friend. You're a good friend, uh, and she must be a fantastic friend for you to. Do why LAX. do you think
1: I mentioned it? I drove <laughs> to LAX Fucking X last night. Oh yeah. Let's get into this. <laughs> but but as I was doing the long drive to LAX, I started it's thinking $50 about to this. Get an Uber. I know it was a nightmare, but I was thinking, what's what's the next move? So it's funny we're talking about this. I mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, I'd like to work. I was wh- like, what would the job be and would you ever put your career on the back burner? And I, I just don't think I can do that. I just feel like the first time I sign paperwork and fill it all out and sign insurance forms, the call will come the next day like we have something for you. Yeah. And so maybe I should try to do that just to see what happens, but I'd like to work. Sorry. I think in a previous life, I was probably a party planner or an HR rep. Right. <laughs> As I crack myself up. That's what they do. They're like, guys, we're having donuts in the break room. <laughs> Everybody come on in and have a good and
0: time. And then suddenly you're like, I'm having a good time. Cause they're having a good time. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like I think something yeah. fun like that, um, or some kind of PR maybe would be fun. Love to work with foster kids in some capacity. But again, these are real jobs. So I don't know. I'm not ready yet to make that transition. Have you Have you ever thought about that? What would you do if you made the transition?
0: I think I would have to stay under the umbrella of this business. If ever I've been offered a job that's like a long contract, like in theater or something like that, somebody offered me a theater contract once and it was like, yeah, so we rehearsed for two months and then it's a uh, touring so it's a six month contract and I was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. that's <laughs> I have to stop all my plates and I think you and I are similar like that like we like we like spinning plate we like being part of the busyness but my question to you is like do you ever feel because you're doing <laughs> I mean I think we're going to make people's heads explode but I don't care do you ever feel like by taking the job jobs you're taking away from the energy you could be putting towards your job job jobs
1: maybe I will say this about that when I o closed, I was so upset. I was just devastated. That was, that was awful. I was there, you know, three nights a week. That was my spot. It was and between mm-hmm. IO and Second City, I was basically doing shows, you know, three or four shows a week, which was my dream and what I love to do. Absolutely. And what yeah. I used to do in Detroit between Second City and Planet Ant. So when IO closed, that was really hard on me and I had a I had a bad transition. Um, dealing with that. But then after IO closed, I became a little more clear headed and a little more focused. Ah, So I think I wish that I had a job job to pair with this life because I think it's also good to step away from all this madness and be be with people and do work and get a steady paycheck. I don't like the uncertainty of this business i do not i do not thrive in an uncertain atmosphere i i wish Mm -hmm. i did have a little bit of a side hustle that was a stable side hustle i wish i did have it like when i was in detroit i worked in the box office at a theater at the gem theater i was a box office manager and you know what i loved every morning turning on the lights turning on the phones getting a carafe of coffee turning the phones on then the orders start coming they come in they're coming Filling the orders, talking to customers all day long. Loved it. Yeah. At the end of the day, five o'clock. Oh, thank God. Phones off, orders filed, counter wiped, light off. Yeah. I love that job. (laughs) I love that job. I can also see that
0: suiting so much of your, your brain because A, you do get the organization, you get the structure. And then you get the interaction with folks, which lets you sort of be doing your one person show all the time.
1: Exactly. One hundred percent. Yes. Hello, yeah. Gemma Century Theater. This is Jamie. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're exactly so then, right. And a person yeah, with ADD, ahead. I have ADD. I need that. I need uh-huh. a little bit of structure, which out here I uh-huh. just don't have. And And so that's kind of interesting.
0: But do you think you could ever, like, when you talk about, like, oh, maybe I'll do event planning or PR, like, I think you could do whatever you want to do. I mean, if I had a million dollars in my back pocket, I'd be like, here, Jamie, go start a theater (laughs) in Los Angeles, because I think you'd kill it. But, like, do you think you could be happy doing something other than performing? Because I see you on stage, and I'm like, no, there's no other place she needs to be, because you're so, you just, you're electric.
1: Well, this is the question, isn't it? This is what I spent... A good 45 minutes driving to L-A-X A-X last X, night. X, 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 X. Yes, could I be? I don't know. Well, again, the pandemic napalmed all of our previous expectations, didn't it? Uh-huh. When you think about performing, it took it all away. But this, yeah. two Mondays ago, I did my first show. Live at, show? live My first live show. Oh, I'm so at West At Westside Comedy. And they have everyone in the building has to show proof of vaccination. And mm-hmm. everyone in the audience was masked. And the four of us, it was Heyday, my I.O. my Herald team from I.O. And the and oh, nice the day. team, though we're a team of eight, we can only perform in fours. And okay. it was the best time. And when I and yeah. I, I felt home again. I felt happy. I felt joy joyful and when I was driving home I honestly felt like I had been through some very intense therapy and that was the day I came out on the other side it was unbelievable girl it was nuts how happy I felt when I left I mean I I just can't describe it and so that you're right I don't know that I could live a life without it I really don't
0: yeah I don't think audiences could like I (laughs) don't and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that like you know flippantly I do think that you bring so much joy and I'm not saying that the world is only supposed to be joyful but I'm saying we got to balance the shit <laughs> that's
1: right so. that's exactly right well I love it yeah. it's my number one favorite thing I ever done and I ever do did done and I've been that way since I was little and I just love it I love to make people laugh I love to entertain Uh, I love to put people to ease in real life and and I'm from the stage and in real life. And that's just my, that is my, my happy place. But hasn't this pandemic just shook everybody up? Every single person on this earth, every person. So hopefully the renaissance of that is that we all learn to appreciate what we have and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like we have, like we came through something and mm-hmm. because in February of twenty twenty, things were cooking for me. I was in with this one office and a lot of things were happening and boop 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 mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit and everything just stopped. And so I had to rebuild myself mentally to a life yeah. of no no emails, no texts from the business, nothing happening and yeah what did I do? I learned how to cook. I don't know if you've seen some of my Instagram stories.
0: I have. I'm a huge fan. Not gourmet. My friend Naomi
1: is, that's right, gourmet is making like a lasagna for the first time and I'm so excited about it. I'm like, look, you put that sauce on the bottom and then you put a noodle on top of it. Whereas like my friend Naomi is making like sriracha and shrimp and stuff and I'm making like, look at, I made a pork chop. But um, But uh, There's space for it all, my friend. It is, it is. I'm like, these are scrambled eggs. I put (laughs) them in a bowl and I mixed them with a fork. But uh, but, like I had, I was never, I never cooked because I was always out in these streets at night. Always, always, always gone. And so cooked, started cooking more, started taking a daily walk. Never did that. Never did that. I was always running, running, running. So there yeah. were little, little things that were good that came out of it that I've tried to keep going now that we're out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, first of all, everything you're saying is so important because when we hit these kind of like dips, like the world took a dip with a pandemic, yes, the but those whole dips are going to come up again. Right. Like typically, and I think you're the same Is like, if I hit a dip, I'm like, okay, what is my, what do my insides need? I need to create. That's like number one, to get me out of dips. I need to do something creative. So I don't know about you, but I'd call my friends and be like, can I get in on your show? Can I, can I jump in on this set or whatever? And that was gone. So then you turn to the second tier. So has your, so my question is, has your idea of success changed from like, I was looking at your IMDb and I was like thinking, was there like, I don't know what one of the early credits were when you're like, oh, this is going to be my career. Like maybe with couchers or with consequences or something like that. What was your idea of success when you were doing those shows?
1: I, I have always had the same vision that I continue to have to this day, which is my joy in life is playing fun, tertiary characters. I love the B story. I love playing the neighbor, which yeah. is why I've played a neighbor on several shows, <laughs>
0: You're the quirky love- neighbor. You're the original quirky neighbor.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the original yes. is Mrs. Kravitz, and I want to be okay. the next Mrs. Yes. <laughs> or like Mrs.
0: Roper, or like I'm like, yes, I don't want to be Mrs. Roper.
1: Vulnerable. Yes. I don't want to be number, be number one on the call sheet. I want to be number five on the call sheet. <laughs> and I think that that is attainable. I yeah. think it is yeah. attainable. And when I was in college, those were the roles I'm playing. Who am I in Street Curtain Desire? Am I Blanche? Am I Stella? No, who am I? I'm Eunice Hubble, sassy upstairs neighbor. Tell Steve to get him a poor boy sandwich cause there ain't nothing left here.
0: You have to do like a one person show or write a book that's called The Quirky Neighbor because I totally understand that.
1: I have the, this is, you're speaking to my, third eye here because the the title would be the neighbor and the tagline is they said she couldn't carry her own show, they were right the neighbor. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then my idea is that every scene is like, thanks for coming to get your hair cut. So here's what I think. <laughs> it's in it's in it's in what oh we call uh, it's in what we call an eight year workshop phase.
0: I love it. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm also, I'd like to be an investor.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm behind that. 100%. So when you were doing early shows, were you like, like the vision, I don't even know what year you were doing things like the couch or offshore and things well, like here, that. Well, here I, sta- I got yeah, my so. sad
1: card in Detroit, which was amazing. Oh, okay. So okay. we had a, a fabulous film and in, um, film incentive with the governor. Right. And so, I had always done stage since I was a child, all the way up until my mother, My both my father and my mother are actors. No my kidding. mother was pregnant with me, and she did a show where she played a clown who gave birth to balloons. I was no. in the womb. I appeared, my balloon. first, my first performance was womb. My dad is hilarious. He was a... Uh, he did great with commercials and print jobs in the 80s and 90s. My mom was the theater actress, and then she was artistic director. And then her final stint was as a head of the MFA program at a college. So yeah. theater has been in the house and acting has been in the house. And on camera though, didn't really start till, well, in the 2000s, I would make little web videos with friends in, in Detroit play at Planet Ant Theater. Right. So you know we all did that and then I in 2008 I got my sad card I booked two movies back to back I was the jury foreman in a movie which was awesome because I got to deliver a verdict and then the whole courtroom exploded and that yeah. was like quite an adrenaline rush because I was like you know, on counts five through eight how do they find the jury and then I got to go guilty and the whole room of go, you know it was really fun and they're like reset go again great job jamie and it was a big adrenaline rush but then i booked a lifetime movie i booked like a few things in michigan yeah so then when i got out here uh how did it start i don't know yeah some i think like couchers was a guy who saw me at i.o and asked and he knew Mary Beth and he said would you do my website and that's the thing if anyone is listening and they're they're thinking what do I do I did everything I didn't move out here not to do things I I would say yes to like a lot of things especially those first five years so I did those things and then my first big booking out here which this is wild to think and to say but I'm pretty sure it was Parks and Rec
0: wow not a bad that, way to is start, that true? huh?
1: true? I know. Is that right? Yes, it was Parks and Rec. I'm pretty sure. I boom, there it is. Yep. Parks and Rec. Yep. Sorry. Here we go.
0: Do you remember? Do you remember getting that call and being like, "You booked Parks and Rec."
1: Oh, I do, and I was floored. I think I got a little uh, choked up, like a little. <laughs> little <laughs> I didn't actually choke on like a piece of food or something, but I. I remember yeah. getting catch, catching in my throat, and Amy Poehler directed the episode, so I knew that no. she picked me, and that made me feel very happy. And yeah. that was three years after I moved here.
0: Here is something I am thinking about these days: is the way of self validation. Do you wrestle with that? Where does your brain go with that kind of stuff?
1: Well, what do you mean? Like, give me a definition. And then well, I'll... like you
0: just said, like like you just said, like Amy Poehler chose me, which felt really good, and I like. The I mean we're actors right so we have chosen a career that we are looking for validation constantly yes. from our audiences whether it's booking a role or whether it's in front of an audience live so how do you turn it and go I'm gonna just validate myself I don't know if that's a T-shirt or not it could be a <laughs> Pinterest <laughs> like art piece
1: but tonight what do you, what I'm do, how do you validate myself. Right. <laughs> oh my God, you're coming up with so many I mean, we're going right to have, that could be our job, 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 job. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not great at that. I'm not too great at self the validation. Bottom line.
0: <laughs> after after that, that detour and back, all, all we have to say is I'm not. I'm not so I mean, I'm not that.
1: good at it either, but it's like, you
0: know, that's sort of sometimes what drives us. I, just I should wonder, be like, better at it. To... I
1: should be, I, I will say this when I leave a job and I know I've done a good job. I say, you did it. You did it right. You nailed yeah. it. You know, like, yeah. I was that's watching, about as far as I get.
0: I love that. But do, have you watched um, Taskmasters? No.
1: And uh, you're oh, now I the don't. second person who's re- recently mentioned this to me.
0: I mean, for sure, you would kill on that show, whether being uh, like a host or part of the panel. But it's all like, it's a British show. And there's one of the panelists that every time she does something, she's like, good job, you good job. Good job you. And I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of right. You know, like you don't have to wait for other people to validate you. Just say good job, you.
1: Yeah. I think well, it is important. I'm glad you mentioned this because I think it is important for us to definitely check in with ourselves and not go the other way and say, uh-huh. yeah, God, I'm so, such a dumbass, ass. I really blew it. You know, all that uh-huh. stuff, which, which uh-huh. is so naughty. And especially when we don't book the thing. I think that's when it's it's what did I do and there's such a myriad of reasons you don't book something like mm-hmm. I got really close on a pilot playing a you know fifth on the card kind of part that I was really super yeah. into and I didn't get it yeah. and I I said I tanked it tanked the callback I just was in a loop in my head about I have tanked the callback yeah but the truth of the matter is Sometimes it's not even your part to get. They've already got someone lined up. It's impossible to know. So instead Mm -hmm. of going down the route of it was my fault, why not just say it wasn't the right project and it wasn't the right time? So it took me a little bit on that one. That one was hard. That was, you know, there are over the years, and I'm sure you felt it too, those jobs that is this the one that's going to get me you know I mean I drive a car that has a cassette deck in it okay so you know I know I've got some good credits but like let's on my IMDb but like let's talk let's talk truth here it's not going perfectly up in here you know what I mean
0: (laughs) right but that does that like if you had a car that had that like was a self-driving car and you know I mean I'd 100. settle
1: for some this is the point. point fifth on the call sheet I'll take a 2015 Kia but but right now right. I'm driving a 2004 right. Dodge Neon so we got right. I got to click up a little bit one I got to click one car up I'm not looking for the yeah. hybrid beamer but yeah. I'm like I'm like can I get the RAV4 2017 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to click cars up I'm just trying to click up my car.
0: Yeah and I also think don't you think like we always change the finish line or we always shift the finish line so like right now you're saying that you're going to book something everybody believes in you nobody i talked to that no crack it open. i
1: know i think it would be hilarious microphone. if your if your listeners thought i opened a beer at 10:30 in the morning it's a lacroix everyone everybody Don't relax. Panic. actually it's a waterloo
0: do you think that you'll you'll change the finish line like you'll have the 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 2015 instead of 2004 And then you'll be like, okay, now I want this. Like, what's your idea of, like, will there ever be a time that you're like,
1: ah, I've made it? No. And that's why we have to have other things that feed our soul. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. I always, whenever this idea or question comes up, I always say this. When Nicole Kidman books something, Naomi Watts wonders why she didn't hear about that I think the
0: same thing. I I think that that's happening all over
1: the place, that the most
0: established actors are going like, why didn't I get that call?
1: Oh, 100 percent. And Jack Nicholson in 1998 or seven, he had to take the movie Wolf because he's got a mortgage on five houses. So he says, I got to take this movie where I turn into a wolf with James Spader and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's a bit of a dog. (laughs)
0: Oh, nice one. I done. <laughs> yeah,
1: But I Nobody have to, to take it. I have to take it. So yeah. the finish line does always move. I think it would be silly to say I- I'm done. The show will end. Mm-hmm. The projects will mm-hmm. end. So the question is, or the, the goal is to, like, I would love to hook into, like, a Edie McClurg type deal where, you know, like, some movies some animations an occasional uh-huh. guest star stuff like that something that sustains certainly would would really appreciate like a nice show like to be angela or phyllis on the office for a few seven years and get sure. that nice nice bank but you know but i even- bet
0: they're sitting around going like where what's my next thing like we I- don't start this career to have an end to it
1: that's right. Everybody, because we like to work. That's the thing that's yeah. hard for people to understand. Exactly. I have friends in Michigan who are like, I literally had right. a friend of mine say to me, I don't like my job, but I do like my house and my SUV. And I said, that's great. Right. That's great. I, I don't, I, I don't besmirch you. Is that the right word to use? Or begrudge yeah, you sure. or belittle you or bedazzle you. I get it. Or
0: be de- de- beer, be-,
1: beer, be-, beer. be Or be de- de- I don't, I don't Bell to DeVoe you on that. I get it. But I want something different. I want to be happy, but I want to work. And that's, the, that's, I guess, you know, what's interesting about our whole conversation today is I don't think people in our business understand that we want to work. We'd mm-hmm. like to work, mm-hmm. but we can't work because we can't knock on doors and say, you want me. We have to Mm -hmm. sit back and get the phone calls and it's, and that's why performing is the perfect filler.
0: I mean, absolutely. But you're, you also produce, like you're also making your own stuff.
1: I do. And I think that that's also key. And I could be doing more of that because if you want to do something, make the video, make the TikTok, make the web series and when i was younger i was a little bit more into doing that i think that that is a really excellent point point. and uh now now with second city hollywood in limbo um mm-hmm. many theaters in limbo i think we're gonna see a birthing of new smaller venues and places where you can do more things and and put put up shows and do things and you know maybe i will finally do the neighbor maybe this conversation has been the
0: final (laughs) i have money behind this project i'm happy to, (laughs) to send you at any point but then you just said something interesting you said oh i should be doing that more like do you feel like you can take a break like i sometimes find it hard to step off the uh the the track
1: One thing I I think is so difficult about living in this town is you can never fully relax because there's a a river of guilt that you're not doing enough. And so like when I go on vacation, I'm like, wow, it's so complicated out here. You can't ever really relax because if you're not doing something, you don't want to be laying on your deathbed saying, did I do everything I could? (laughs) To make this yeah, career yeah. happen, you know, so you can't yeah. really relax. You can never relax in this town. Yeah, and it's, I, I think there's an undercurrent, a little bit of, of guilt, of fear of not hustling enough, maybe. I don't know anyone who's relaxed. Even my friends who are working a ton, they, they're still also looking at the next thing and what did they mm-hmm. mess up on this and how are they going to do this and da 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 da. Why didn't I go to that meet and greet? I should have been at that party. I was too tired. You know, it never stops.
0: But I don't know if anybody's ever come back from like a meet and greet or a party and going, I worked on my career this evening. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like more so like I've, uh, you know, like when you finish a draft at the end of the day going, okay, that feels good. That feels like you've accomplished something
1: absolutely I think writing writing a little bit every day I think I mean as I mentioned earlier my walks when I do a one walk every day I'm like you did something good for yourself today
0: but now wait I had a question for you because I know you said something um this is sort of backtracking a bit but did you have do you have an inclination towards foster families and things like that because you said that's something that you would want to contribute to
1: well my dream always has been that I would adopt a foster child or maybe foster siblings. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child. There was no like immediate connection to a foster, but it's always been something that I wanted to do. And then about seven or eight years ago, I started following this guy on Instagram who his story just really compelled me. There were like two stories that hit me at the same time. One was of a kid that I read about in People Magazine, who was aging out of foster care. And he asked Uh his caseworker to take him to a church. And he went to church and then he got up and spoke to the congregation. And he said, I'm 15 years old and I don't have a family. I don't Uh want to turn 18 and not have anyone around. I would love to be adopted. I don't care if you're black, white, or purple. And I was like sobbing reading the story. Well, of course, people will follow up. He was adopted by a family but then they turned him back, but then he was adopted by his, the same caseworker who took yeah. him and she was a single woman and, and she adopted him and that's his family. So love that story. And then the guy, yeah. and if anyone is interested, you should look look this gentleman up. His name is Rob Shear on Instagram. He is the head of a nonprofit that makes what's called comfort cases. Mm-hmm. And... So I had a comfort case party at Second City and we made like 50 comfort cases. It was so Mm -hmm. awesome and everybody donated and so every comfort case gets like, and so it's like pajamas for every age from like toddler to 18, girls and boys, everyone got a notebook, crayons, pens, a book, a stuffy and, and pajamas because foster kids usually move with garbage bags. Then the third right. connection was I used to do improv workshops through this organization called Hollywood Arts that Andy Cobb turned me on to. That was improv for homeless teens who maybe it was also connected with Covenant House, which is a big organization in Hollywood. Yep. And I did an offshoot for them and did a workshop for foster kids that were really young. And it was a really impactful afternoon for me. It was, yeah. it was very rewarding and and awfully sad and hard as well and yeah. so my dream is if i ever hit it and make it then i can take some foster kids on because here's the deal i'll take you you're 14 15 listen get yourself some cereal i like to sleep in but here, here's here's <laughs> you've got a room you're safe nothing bad's gonna happen yeah. to you here get yourself a little breakfast i'll see you when you get home from school yeah
0: I mean if they're if you're accepting applications I'd like to apply.
1: <laughs> as long as you can make your own breakfast you're in. I'm pretty anyway, good. I'm so gluten-free, I'll just drink water. Yeah, that's just my that's just my thing yeah. that I that I think yeah. about and there's just so many like when we were doing the comfort cases uh Carrie and Pishnak was helping find where they should go because again uh, as far as I was like let's do this thing. Do yeah. I know how to do it? Absolutely not. Hooray. <laughs> <So scary. laughs> Well, sometimes
0: <laughs> passion is all that you need though my friend. we got oh, my it gosh. we got it
1: done but then we, at the end of the day we had all these cases and so Carrie Ann found the, the place but it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of kids in la county and the foster yeah. sister care system yeah so that's the story that's the that's yeah. the that's the thing but if you can find rob <laughs> Shear on on instagram or look up comfort cases it's it's such yeah. a worthy cause to donate to as well
0: yeah we'll put that in our show notes I think it's really you know like when we talk about our career and then we go we talk about something like that I'm like that's all part of it like if we're just hustling for work and we're not doing things like comfort cases then I kind of go I don't know what's it all about Alfie you
1: know yeah we have to do these little like well that's the thing too it's like without I went to a casting director workshop and it was kind of brutal I don't know who it was now I, I wish I would have registered his name this was kind of early on but he goes listen this is really depressing. He goes, "There's thousand people up for every role, and we we sometimes we have to put your last names on roulette, or else we'd be done seeing who we want to see with the last name of A." And I'm like, huh? "You know, he he was in a no, bad he, mood. He, I don't know what his deal was." But then he goes, "So listen, do the things you want to do. Don't put it on hold. If you want to have a kid, have a kid. If you want to do a horticulture class, do a horticulture class." You cannot yeah. wait on this career because it is a crapshoot. And yeah. and I was like, wow, that is really good advice that I think of to this day. It's If I want to do something for my life, for my enjoyment, for me, I love to travel. And I will take, if someone goes, we're going somewhere, I will scrape together. And sometimes I'm traveling with people who have a lot of money and I'm looking at their, we're going to Steakhouse and I'm looking at the menu going, well, I can get the chicken Caesar, <laughs> but I will yeah. go. Because I I remember that guy and and he's right. You cannot, this is the best thing of this whole conversation to remind any Firecracker listeners. You cannot put things on hold waiting for this career to happen because it Mm -hmm. may not happen or it may not happen the way you think it's going to happen. So you have to live.
0: Yeah, so maybe, wait a second. So maybe you do need to have that um, cereal eating foster kid move in.
1: I don't have the money. I have to get a TV show. See here how we cycle back. I have to get a TV yeah. show in order to get the money to get. Yeah. No yeah. one would. No I get one it, would. Though. I don't have a car that is safe on the freeway.
0: <laughs> Wait, no, no. You got to have a safe place for them to land. A hundred percent. Yeah, and that's why I'd circle back to the idea of adopting me. I'm real low maintenance. <laughs> I've I've already moved out. I just want to have like maybe bring me over to your place for thanksgiving
1: great gluten-free i got you we got lots of people gluten-free in the family let's work it out
0: (laughs) you know nobody wants to stop listening to jamie moyer stories ever nobody will ever say oh enough ever (laughs) i have some ex-boyfriends who
1: may say i said enough (laughs) they don't know what they're
0: talking about you know what there's a reason why they're ex-boyfriends my friend Uh, (laughs) to the left to the left hmm um okay let's wrap it up you have a we do the table turning question and you can ask me a question i
1: have a fun question for you i love it i <laughs> want to know what when when you were 13 14 12 13 14 what uh-huh. were the movies you were obsessed with and did you have a friend and when you watch like what movies would you watch over and over and over again like i have a few that we i would watch with my friend julie sullivan over and over and over again do you have anything yeah. like that what was the
0: one that you watched with Julie Sullivan?
1: Dirty Dancing, Shag. This is, very, no way. this is a very deep cut. Shag with Phoebe Cates. Lean on Me, we watched all the time. Morgan Freeman.
0: Yeah. yeah. I. You know what's funny? I don't have any recollection of having like a friend to watch it. I think I was kind of a loner. Like I think I spent... Well, then you should have been watching my... tons of
1: movies. So what were you watching? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can't even remember. Gosh, 12, 13. thirteen—that was like what, a couple of years ago. But I, I think I watched, um, and I think mostly I wanted to like paint or draw or like create stuff. And I, I don't know. I think I was kind of a loner. But um, I did watch Greece a lot. I watched yes. Grease 80, five to ten times. Yeah.
1: Grease that is a big, big one. one for me too. I loved. It Grease. was the
0: word. But I don't. I don't think there was anything else. I mean, you know what I watched constantly was like SCTV or oh, yeah. like tv shows were big in my house so WKRP in Cincinnati WKIP
1: kind of in Cincinnati mm-hmm. I love yeah. that one we did too uh, yeah. Growing Pains well not my parents didn't watch I would watch Growing Pains Family Ties okay did you yes, watch yes, that?
0: Yes. I did but we didn't have so we again like we didn't have cable we didn't have cable. We didn't have a, and we didn't have a TV for a long time. So Whoa. it was like a big deal. So some Christmases, we rented a TV and rented a VCR and rented 10 movies and watched movies all Christmas. I so
1: it love that. Like, it.
0: It's kind of wild. And then one day we got a TV and it was like the size of your iPhone. <laughs> 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 and it was like, we're in the modern age. I Um, love that you would rent a TV
1: and rent movies. And that's probably such good bonding memories of the fam.
0: Yes, yes, because we would do it together. So, yeah. (laughs) Let me do these wrap up questions. Oh, I don't want to say goodbye to you, Jamie Moore. Okay, here we go. Fill in the blank. To me, a firecracker is. Divacious. I love it. And because you're an improviser, I'm going to like make this rapid because I know you're on your toes. All right. Uh, What do you want to be best known for?
1: My (laughs) voice. My proclivity for adopting foster children all over the world. <laughs> What's something that people don't know about you? I used to bite my nails for years. Oh, me too. Oh I my don't gosh. anymore. Look.
0: Me too. Look. We did it. We did it. I'm always, I'm still so proud of myself when I can do this.
1: Oh yeah. What about this? Scratchy scratchies. Yeah.
0: I'm so proud. Um, If this was a movie, your life is a movie. What has been the turning point, the climactic moment that changed your future?
1: Stepped out on stage when I was not supposed to and entertained an audience when my parents were looking for me and they couldn't find me.
0: No. How old were you? (laughs) Like
1: four or five.
0: Oh my God. How did you do it? What did you entertain them with? So
1: they were, she was, they, the show was, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf." My mom couldn't find me. I had on my log nightgown. And everyone was looking for me because they knew they couldn't start the show until they found me. And I thought I was hiding somewhere. And then my mom hears some laughing coming from inside the theater. And she goes in there and I was on the stage singing row, row, row your boat. And everybody was no. like, is this the show? This is what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, like never before?
1: Yes, like never seen before. And and I was singing Twinkle Take a Little Star and rah-rah about rah, rah, and then she picked me up and took me out of there. And then I started having a tantrum because I wanted to stay. Oh,
0: I love that so much. <laughs> I love that. I my mom was the same. My mom was uh, in theater and I used to fall asleep on the stage in her rehearsals. And in fact, she was doing like Hedda Gabler. I think she actually was doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf and like um La Ronde. And then they'd have to wake me up because the, the show was starting. And we had to move me off the stage.
1: Sister. Yeah. Of right. Of course I was doing the same kind of thing. The biggest toy chest you could ever have. The biggest costume yes. closet you could ever <gasps> want. Are you kidding me?
0: <sighs> loved it. All the smells, the backstage, like my mom with her makeup and all. Oh, it's so g- beautiful. Romantic. I loved oh, it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so great! Look at us, Yeah, buddy. My dad, my dad always says,
0: born in the trunk, Born in a trunk." Um, okay, what has been your best mistake, and what did you learn from it?
1: Don't be late, because when you're really late and you're running across the lot, sweating and freaking out, you really are not going to have a good audition and callback. <laughs> <So laughs> try not to do that ever again. <laughs> Because when you yes. get there and they say, are you, you ready to go in and you haven't even had a sip of water and you're all sweaty and gross from running, perhaps Ugh. you should have given yes. yourself an extra 20 minutes.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, what's something that you haven't done, but you know you have to do?
1: Helicopter ride.
0: <laughs> Where do you
1: find your power? Like, what makes you feel powerful? Making people laugh on yeah. command. <laughs> yes. i say the same
0: thing i knew you're gonna say that and i was like i bet she's gonna say laughter i bet and she is what's the best advice or the worst advice you've ever got
1: best advice auditioning is your job work is the perk worst advice just knock on their door and tell them that you, they weren't you <laughs> did
0: that not work out
1: <laughs> i never did it
0: my that mom used to say that advice. she'd say there's a film being done at the end of your street just go over there with your photos I'm like yeah mom <laughs> God, Just blend. knock on the door. I know this is craft services. Here's my photo. <laughs> Who Who's a firecracker in your life that you can shine a light on?
1: Well, I've got to shout out I'm Mary Beth Monroe right now. Please. Because she is seven and a half yeah. months pregnant. Oh,
0: my god! Moved gosh, into a woman. new
1: house, is filming a show, has a three-year-old child, and she is nailing all of it. I was just over there this weekend and she is so patient with her daughter and she's so kind and always teaching and she's just walking around with this belly and yet she's boom out there filming her show constantly at the studio and never complaining Mm -hmm. that one lick so no. Nope. Uh, though she can sometimes be a bitch to me I will give her <laughs> I will give her a major shout out she's very 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 strong and talented oh. and and very good mommy
0: I have to say and I've seen you two on stage before and that is one of the biggest gifts is watching the two of you on stage because I know you're dear friends and so there's There's a not an unspoken communication when you're performing together. That is like, it's, it's just, yeah, it's magic.
1: Thank you. I know. I love doing shows with her is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She'll be in an upcoming podcast. Get that baby out. Or maybe before (laughs) the baby.
1: Maybe at the, at the labor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. The first podcast from labor. You're welcome. Final question is advice you would have given to the younger Jamie Moyer, maybe before she stepped out on the stage and singing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat."
1: Trust your instincts. Yeah. Uh, try not to overthink it all.
0: Yeah. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. uh oh. I don't want to go. I have so many more questions to Listen, ask you. And call me anytime. A podcast.
1: You have right. my number. We should chat. We had that beautiful would show it. we did. We've done a few shows together. They've always been so fun, so but how great was that sketch show we did?
0: So fun. Oh my gosh. So fun.
1: And so, and call me anytime. Like, let's hang, thanks, let's pal. do the stuff. Let's, let's drink Waterloo's together and talk of times gone okay. are past. Let's talk about your job, jobs and your job, 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 job. I'm looking. If anyone out there has a very flexible job, job, very flexible. I can do transcriptions. I can do customer service. Hit me up. Oh, but it's got to be oh flex. Flex is best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love you, Jamie Moyer. Thank I you so much you. for I love you. Thank
1: you. Thanks, well,
0: Winnie. I'm going to okay, I love you. Please. Oh, it was so great. It was just so great to hang out with Jamie. As I said, you know, to have these kind of deeper conversations with my friends and with people I know a little bit is just such a treat for me. So, thank you for coming along for the ride, but also for all of you. Like, I just love sharing them with you. I know you love it too. She and I are such doers, you know, we can't put things on hold and just wait for things to happen. We're like, let's just get there. Let's just do it. I just love that about her. And I also just love how real she is. Jamie Moore is just who she is. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, for the latest updates, follow Jamie on Twitter at J-A-I-M-E underscore Moyer. That's Jamie, but it's spelled J'aime. Comment Francais? Don't you love that? Or visit her website, jamymoyer.com. Now, during my chat, Jamie brought up a fantastic organization, and I just wanted to raise awareness about that. Comfort Cases, based out of Rockville, Maryland. It's founded by Rob and Reese Shear, who are the proud fathers of five children from the foster care system. All five arrived at their home with their belongings in trash bags. So Comfort Cases gives a child entering foster care a case packed with a new pair of cozy pajamas, a stuffed animal, and personal care items, such as a toothbrush and soap and all those things. Now, for more information, we encourage you to go over to Comfort Cases, all one word, comfortcases.org, and follow them at Comfort Cases. I love the production team so much behind our podcast, but I love that they take the extra time to recognize when organizations like Comfort Cases get mentioned and then helping you connect with them, right? Because it's one thing talking about it, and then it's another thing sort of reaching out and supporting it. And if you don't have the funds for it, don't worry about it. Just support it with your social media platforms. Just raise awareness for these folks and help us support the light that our guests are shining on these organizations. So big shout out to the podcast team. You're killing it. All that information, as always, will be in our show notes. So that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this. Tell me what you thought. Tell Jamie what you thought. I love seeing the reverberations of people's discussions after hearing my chats with my guests and to let us know what resonated with you at Firecracker D E P T. Tell me what you love. Tell me what stuck with you two days later and what maybe inspired you to, to write something, inspired you to get creative. I love all that stuff. And thanks for joining us. My name's Naomi. Go on out there. Be bold. Be creative. Collaborate with some people that make you laugh and have a great day. Thanks for joining us at the Firecracker Department. Winnie Wong is our Firecracker head producer. Follow her at wonder underscore Wong on Instagram and wonder underscore Wong eight on Twitter. This episode is edited by Shane Stoltz. You can follow them at Shane Stoltz, all one word, and Shane with a Y. This intro was written by the one and only wonderful Winnie Wong. That's right, she's a triple W. The rest of the team comes at you from Toronto, Los Angeles, Austin, London, Dubai, and truly from all over the world. Get into the full Firecracker Department core team at firecrackerdepartment.com about because we're always updating and we're always growing. Stay tuned to our newsletter for advance updates on our monthly meditations, upcoming mentorship workshops, live script department readings, festival partnerships, weekly writing workouts, and dates for 2021, and so much more. There's lots going on in Firecracker Department. Now, whether you're a first-time or a long-time listener to the firecracker department, we always, always want to hear from you. We love hearing what quotes, the specifics, the nuances of things that stuck with you. We mean it. We really do. And we respond to every single thing that comes our way. If it gives your brain goosebumps or it piques your curiosity or makes you want to stop and write something down, send it back to us or our firecracker guest or both. I mean, everybody likes to know that when they put something out into the world, that it resonates. And if it sparks something in you, use that creativity to take some creative action. Share it because it just reverberates, you know, if you see somebody being creative, that might spark somebody else's creativity. So pay it forward. Thanks also to Jeff Malutinovic and Igor Korea for our theme music. And thanks to you. Yeah, you. Sitting there, driving there, walking there, working out there and taking time to listen. We know there's a lot of options out there and we really appreciate you choosing us. We hope to see you at maybe brunch, maybe the writing workshop. And until next time, thank you for listening to the firecracker department. We'll see you next time.